five, six, seven, eight. It's me. I'm the month you want. It's May. It's Happy May. May. <laughs> we are so excited to be starting another exciting month here at Breaking the Curtain. I hope you are all out enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, we had a really good April. April was bananas. Uh, you know, we started Woo. season two, obviously, which is crazy. And of course, we just wanted to follow up on some of the exciting things that we got to do. I mean, we opened our season with Constantine Maroulis joining us to talk all things Rock of Ages, which was freaking mm -hmm. epic. Uh, and then we got to tune in to the mm -hmm. Rock of Ages All-Star Reunion Concert. <laughs> I genuinely loved it so much. I mean, you can't go wrong with Rock of Ages to begin with, but the way it was done was so well done. Yeah. It was killer. It really felt like mm -hmm. you were right there in yep. the bourbon room. It was all these amazing <laughs> 80s tunes, these incredible performers. I mean, mm -hmm. Kate Rockwell, Amy Spanger, Laura mm -hmm. Bell Bundy, Carrie Butler, um, Michelle Mays, <laughs> Lauren Molina, James Snyder, who like, I think you guys <laughs> remember this from Shame. I'm obsessed with James Snyder. And so... He got to do it with Constantine, and that made my <laughs> entire life, actually. It was just so cool the way they put it all together. I mean, half of it was filmed in New York City at Le Poisson Rouge. <laughs> I totally butchered that. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then the other half was filmed at the Hollywood Bourbon Room, and then they put it all together live. It was so cool. There was, like, split screens and stuff, but, like, merged together. Right? It was amazing. One of the best things. Um, there were so many highlights from the night, obviously, but one of my favorite moments was when they had Carrie Butler, who was in New York City, singing Harden My Heart in the mashup with Shadows of the Night with uh, Regina, I don't know what her last name is, my goodness, uh, but who was in LA. And she was phenomenal. They were both phenomenal. I was like, they're giving me this too early in the show. They should close with that if they expect me to survive long enough to enjoy the entire thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I need to take a second to gush about Callie Olivia, who plays Sherry in the LA version right now, who was just like incredible at the concert. Oh my god, I am still thinking about her voice. She is iconic. Incredible. We do. Honestly... Honestly, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but, like, I just really want to, like, go see Rock of Ages and get drunk in the totally, bourbon room totally. in LA. Mm -hmm. um, that's, like, that's, like, where, I, that's where I'm at right now. And, uh, you know what? I'm over 21, so I'm allowed to want to do that right now. <laughs> um, drink responsibly. But did you know, I recently found this out on the after party, that cast members in the show, they walk around, um, like, the bar area, the Hollywood bourbon room, and they, they're in character still, I believe. Yeah, and then and they just hang out with you. And then afterwards, they're all at the yeah. freaking bar. Just it's hanging like a stage out. door, but better. I, please, please, uh, we need to go. Uh, one of my favorite things about the night, we went to the after party. We got a backstage ticket pass thing. Um, <laughs> and I think it was really wonderful. They were having a little sing-along, as all theater kids do. It doesn't matter that you just sang for two and a half hours. You're like... Yeah, let's get around to piano and sing some more tunes. But they ended it by uh, the party and their sing-along by singing Nick Cordero's Live Your Life in tribute. And yeah. that was really beautiful. I started tearing up at that. That was, that was really special. Yeah, I mean, I was already mm. crying, but I cried, yeah. I cried a lot more. Um, before we move on from this topic, I do have to say, Chrissy, I am still 
obsessed with Kate Rockwell and Amy Spangler's yes. Kiss Me Deadly. Might be the highlight totally, of the show totally. for me. It's up there with the heart in my heart and then the Drew duet. So good. But uh, actually, if y'all want to see this amazingness for yourself, Kate Rockwell, who is lovely and amazing, she posted it on her IGTV. So even if you didn't see the concert, you can go watch that song, which is, it was so killer. I love cut songs from shows. Her performance alone was honestly worth the price of the admission because they went so hard. Like, incredible. Yeah, and just the level of tech, and then everybody was safe. They told us afterwards about all, like, the safety measures that they took uh, so that they could all be together and perform. And it just made me really miss, like, I think we actually talked with Gio about this in our very first episode. When you go to the bar, you know, you have a drink, there's a live band, and you have your arm around a stranger, and you're just singing along. And, you know, obviously we can't do that right now. And, you know, thinking back, it's like, oh, my God, that's horrible and unhygienic. But, you know, it's, it's, I miss that. I miss that. And I can't wait until it's safe to have that kind of feeling again. For sure. And you know what? It was really nice to actually watch it from home. And because you and I live a distance, we were texting the whole time. We were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. What? Did you catch that type of thing? And I thought it was really enjoyable like that, too. It did feel like we were together. It was a lot of just, like, exclamation points over and over and over again. And emojis. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, we love Rock of Ages, and big thanks again to Constantine for joining us. You're the man. And then we went on to episode two, where we had another group of exciting guests from I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical. That is actually still playing on the King's Head Theatre website. You can still buy a ticket for £10 to watch it up until May 12th. So we would definitely recommend it. We're gonna go see it. And of course, we'll tell you all how amazing it is because we're thrilled. To follow our string of really exciting guests, we put out a new show history episode to start off season two with everyone's favorite Baked from the Heart musical, Waitress. And now for some really exciting theater news. They say the neon lights will be bright on Broadway once again. Nearly a year and a half after Broadway closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says the city is prepared to fully reopen on July 1st, and that includes some small theaters. The mayor is also hopeful that Broadway will be back at full strength in September, but would love to see some of the smaller shows open in July and August. I'm honestly just so thrilled to hear some good news. Yeah, it's it's really exciting um, to hear that news, but, you know, I don't want to sound like a pessimist because we all need to have hope that we're going to get through this and theaters are going to open, but, you know, we, I think we all have to remember before we get too excited is that, you know, there is still, like, a global health crisis going on right now, and uh, that safety is the main priority. So if you are able to go and see a show safely when they open, do it. Um, but just, you know, follow the public safety measures. They all know, don't go if you're sick, that sort of stuff. Um, because as much as we all desperately want to be back in those theaters, we got to stay safe if we want it to be long-term. I totally agree with you. And one thing I do really appreciate that New York City or Broadway itself did is that they didn't do a soft reopening of any sort, or they didn't do, um what a lot of other cities with major theaters did where they'd reopen for like two weeks, a few shows, and then, you know, they'd have to close again. And, and that's nobody's fault, but we're, we just weren't prepared at the time for that. And hopefully within the future, we will be, hopefully everyone is able to get their vaccines and, and, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta stay hopeful. 
for sure. Yeah, keep getting vaccinated. Um, if you're worried about getting vaccinated, everybody has their own personal story, but I did wanna say, I went and I got the first shot of Pfizer. I was eligible uh, and you know, it all went very well. The people who are working on getting this out to the public are amazing and I didn't have a huge horrible reaction or anything, but everybody's body's different. So grain of salt and all that, but positive vaccination story right here. Um, I'll let you guys know after dose number two, but you know, go with your gut and do what's best for you and uh, keep other people safe and let's get back on stage, babies. Woo! Yes, please. <laughs> and you know, I really hope that as theater comes back, that the live streaming portion stays intact. And this leads into our next little bit of news, but it's such an amazing thing for theater accessibility. And because theaters are gonna open in different parts of the world in different times because COVID numbers are different everywhere. So I'm definitely a fan, let's say, keep streaming, keep filming live, keep doing all those little things that we can to keep the industry thriving and accessible. Which leads us to, last year the production team behind Come From Away announced a plan to do a live filming of the stage production, and they've finally confirmed it. So the show will be staged at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater in New York, where the multiple award winner performed on over a thousand occasions before the pandemic shut it down. Entertainment One will produce the live filmed version of this performance. Surprisingly, I've not seen Come From Away, but that album is on repeat all the time. Um, I'm so passionate about this show. It's a beautiful Canadian story and it's a universal story, actually. It just happens to be set in Canada. And it is so amazing to see a Canadian musical uh, going to such great heights, especially a story that's about goodness and kindness in trying times while we are going through trying times. It's a it's a good reminder and uh, keeps keeps you humble, keeps you kind, keeps you steady. I think they actually started filming last week at the theater. Um, I saw some posters online or something about it being filmed, so that's super cool, super exciting. Ugh. I'm just, I'm so thrilled. I mean, I love all, like, live filming of the shows, all that sort of stuff. Like, if it's filmed live, I will watch it and I will love it but especially that it's come from away. It just fills my heart with so much like emotions. It was actually, it was the, I had a lot of shows booked last year, but I was meant to see come from away the week we shut down, the week everything closed, which was really sad. Um, so it's kind of thrilling that I'll be able to experience it in a Aww. different way. You want to know what else is pretty sad? What? Next week has <laughs> been one year since you and I would have been back in New York City together. Um, which is so Stop crazy, it. but instead of doing that, we created yeah. a podcast, so you're totally welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, here's something else pretty cool that you can watch. Revolution Rent, a documentary that charts the Tony and Pulitzer Prize winning Rent's 2014 Journey to Cuba, will air on HBO June 15th and subsequently be available to stream on HBO Max. I'm, of course, super excited about this. I am too. I, I mean, obviously we love Rent. If you don't know how much we love Rent, we do have a Rent, a whole episode dedicated to loving Rent. You know, obviously the story in the show is amazing, but the show story itself is amazing. And what it has done to shape the world of theater is, is incredible. And I'm so glad that it's documented. Talk about a universal musical, right? I mean, wow. I just, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, the title itself, Revolution Rent, is so, so fitting. I love it. I'm super excited. 
Now we're gonna take just a little jump across the pond to share some news about the gorgeous West End, starting with... Courtney Stapleton and Emmanuel Kojo will star in the UK and Ireland tour of Beauty and the Beast! I'm going to cry. Courtney is amazing. We love her. She's from Bat. She's from Six. And Dear Evan Hansen, she has such a special place in my in my little heart. And to hear that we are going to have this woman playing Belle. I'm so excited because like she's super talented and she's breaking down barriers and I love to see it. And I love the full cast. The full cast list is impressive. Um, I'm just, I'm so thrilled. You know, I kind of wish like I could go to London. I mean, I can't right now, but like between this news and then the news for Cinderella with the full cast list, I'm like, why am I not over there right now? Um, I mean, obviously COVID, but still it's like, that's like, those are just two very exciting back-to-back announcements. And I'm pleased. (laughs) Me too. I am a big fan of the stage production of Beauty and the Beast. And I honestly had to pick my job off the ground after the cast announcement. Also, the production, which launches in August, will also feature Tony nominee Gavin Lee as Lumiere. So there's going to be tap dancing, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. And also, coming from the West End, after initially eyeing a reopening date in May, the Disney and Cameron Mackintosh London revival of Mary Poppins will return to the Prince Edward Theatre beginning on August 7th. Susie Strahlin and Charlie Stempler reprise their roles as Mary Poppins and Bert, respectively, and full casting will be announced later. So, I'm so thrilled for all my West End friends. Things are coming back, things are being announced, things are happening, and I'm just really happy for you guys. I know, me too. It it warms my heart and breaks it at the same time because I wish I could go over there and visit our lovely West End or UK friends and see shows on the West End. <laughs> I want my vaccine. You know, it's it's crazy because I know in the US and UK, I'm pretty sure I could be totally wrong about this, so maybe ignore everything I'm saying, but in Canada, it's so hard to get the vaccine for our age group. Um, not to mention that you have to wait like 105 days after the first one to get the second one. So every time I see my friends getting their second dose after like two weeks, I'm like, what? Has it already been that long since I saw their first photo online? But no, it's just, it's totally different there. So Gosh, you know, I, I just hope things open here for us soon and we can see theater as well, safely, of course. I mean, I live in Ontario, and uh, I'm pretty sure if you just Google Ontario and COVID, you'll get an article about how um it's been handled in not the best way. But they did say that uh, people up to, that 18-year-olds will be eligible for the vaccine come the end of this month. So yes. hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see, but you know... Um, as in the words of Aaron Burr, sir, I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait Not for it. Not throwing away my shot. How good was Hamilton, guys? It was great. I need to rewatch that. <laughs> anyway, moving right, moving right along. Um, we thought we'd talk to you guys about some of the stuff we have coming up for May here on the podcast. So of course, we're gonna keep rolling out stagey content for you. Uh, We just actually had a really exciting interview today, which will also be released within the week that 
uh, we're so thrilled to, to, to share with you. And I'm going to let Chrissy tell you about it because watching her in this interview, like as your friend, it was such like a beautiful moment for me to see you have that moment. So tell us, tell them about the moment, Chrissy. I still can't process it. I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, but it was so magical. We got to talk with one of my lifelong heroes, Bobby Rydell, who played Hugo in the Bye Bye Birdie film. And he is just the loveliest human ever. Oh my god, I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> yeah, he, w- he was so lovely and just, it was, I could have listened to him talk all day, honestly, as with most of our podcast guests. Like, I hope you know, if you come on the podcast, like, as much as we're respectful of your time, so we try to keep things quick, like, I could honestly listen to you talk all day. So, like, feel free to if you have the time. Like, we're good with that. But, uh, actually, like, I saw Chrissy's soul leave her body because Bobby blew us a kiss goodbye. I died. And, uh, I literally I saw, like, the died. ghost Christy, like, float out of her. It was uh, quite the thrilling moment. We can't wait to share it with you guys. And next week, we also have an exciting interview with the creatives behind Fortnite which is a new musical. They're doing a concept album with one of our all-time faves, Mr. Simon Gordon. Simon! Who's also going to be JD and Heathers. Could we just take a minute and be like, that casting, gorgeous. The Heathers West End tour or UK tour is going to be Oh, yes, crazy. West End tour. Yeah, I'm going to be crying because I can't go to it, but it's fine. But yeah, so we're going to be talking with Spencer, the writer, and Josh, who helped orchestrate the music. And we're going to be talking about the show and the concept album and what that process has been like uh, during COVID, as well as sharing some of their songs. So be sure to tune in for that. That one's going to be jam-packed. Of course, we have our show history episodes that we're going to bring out we have tell me more tell me more. just some small shows i don't know if you've heard of them you know spring awakening grease mamma mia <laughs> and uh talking about things we'd love to see as musicals and we're also going to share some of our stage door stories yes and we would love to read some of your stage door memories as well so you can send us an email with your story at breaking the curtain at gmail.com with your name your pronouns you know, whatever you'd like to include, let us know. We will put it out there. And yeah, it's super easy to find us online to send us the message. Yeah, I genuinely, I love hearing everybody's stage door stories. So please send us send us them. We'll read them on the podcast. We'll have a little squeal with you. And uh, we're really thrilled about that one. Uh, we've also been doing a lot of outreach this month to get some guests on. Uh, We can't really share their names just yet, but we have some pretty awesome people confirmed that we can't wait to chat with. Also in May, ah, how could I forget, in 22 days, we are releasing our debut cabaret called Musicals and Mimosas. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be so exciting. Um, We're going to sing some show tunes and drink mimosas, and it's on Zoom. It's on Zoom, so you guys can come. Uh, We would love to see you in our little virtual audience. And, uh, you know, it's like the podcast, but with singing. (laughs) Yeah, tickets are like 10 bucks. All the info is on our page. Uh, We'd love to see you. Yes, super stoked for our cabaret. (laughs) Also, Jocelyn, what's been happening on both sides of the curtain lately? I'm sure most of you know I work work full time. um, And so I'm exhausted a lot. That's okay. I love my job and I love what I do. But, you know, it makes blogging and podcasting kind of hard. So Chrissy and I are just chatting on the weekends. So 
Both sides of the curtain has been a little bit quiet, but I've got some exciting stuff cooked up for me. I finally got that little work-life balance going. I did just post, I got to chat with uh, Stuart Brown, who is the creative behind Sounds of Broadway, which is a 24-7 online Broadway radio station. He reached out and we got to have a chat about uh, this platform, which is really exciting. It's soundsofbroadway.com. Uh, the interview is up on the blog right now if you want to go have a listen. Uh, as for things coming up in May, I'm working on compiling a list of musicals that were inspired and based off of books. It's a pretty comprehensive list, so it might take a little bit, but I'm getting there for you guys. Uh, I'm also going to hopefully write up a lovely little review of I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical because I'm so excited and it's going to be brilliant. And yeah, working away, and we're still almost at that 100 blog post level. Um, and I think the last, the last thing I'm working on is obviously transcribing all of our podcast stuff so that people who don't like podcasts or people who uh, physically can't listen to a podcast uh, have access to what we do. So I'm currently working on our Bad Out of Hell episode, which was episode two of Breaking the Curtain. And uh, she's a long one, and we didn't have a script back then. So let me tell you, um, it's a mess. I've never wanted to tell myself it to really shut up more in my entire episode. life. But yeah, so stay tuned. Lots of exciting stuff coming. So anyway, moving right along. Chrissy, what is happening on Break a Leg right now? Well, oh, golly gosh. Gosh. Oh, my. <laughs> What's happening right now on Break a Leg? Well... Um, unfortunately, Jim Steinman passed away about two weeks ago now, and I put out a little tribute post because he was one of my biggest inspirations, one of my heroes. He he wrote that, of course, amongst many, many wonderful things. And Yeah, it's a really beautiful post. You guys should go read it. Oh, thank you, Joss. You're welcome. <laughs> no, for real. It, it was it was well written. Yeah, so I put that out, and oh gosh, I also put out a post about repeat attenders because love that. Mm -hmm. I am one. Jocelyn is one. We love that here. I'm actually shocked. Like Chrissy will tell me I've, that she's seen Bad Out of Hell twenty times, and I'm like, "Are you like, are you good? Like that's a lot of times. Uh, that always shocks me. Twenty times shocks me. So three hundred. That's amazing. But you know what? If that's what makes you happy, if that's what you want to do, freaking go for it. Who? gives a damn. I'm proud of you. I'm curious though, do you remember what the three, what, what, who the person saw the show 300 times, what show it was? Oh yeah, it was Bat. <laughs> oh my god, of course it was. <laughs> of course. That's dead, that, that's real dedication. I mean, we saw the show, we did a two show day in Toronto and the tour tragically closed at the last minute. We did the last day back to back and that was a lot for me. That was a lot. So if you can go every night, I, I applaud you. I'm, same. I think that's honestly super cool. <laughs> um, gosh, you know what else I have? I have started a stagey book club over on my blog. So if you're into reading like I am, you should go check that out for what we're going to be reading together in May. And it's a really good one. It's brand new and I think you'll really like it. So yeah, if you purchase it and read it, let me know what you think. As always, I'm Chrissy. You can find me at breakalegblog.com. And I'm Jocelyn. You can find me on both sides of the curtain. Together we are Breaking the Curtain, and you can find us on Instagram at 
breaking the curtain. Nice and easy. You can also find us on Patreon, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, uh, check out tickets for musicals and mimosas. Stay safe and stay stagey, babes. Yes, keep wearing that mask, get your vaccines. Let's hope we can sit together in a theater very soon. Bye! Bye.